Well, hello again. It's Pastor Gwen. Now, in this episode, this is the second episode we have with our very special guest, Dr. Peter Twongo. He's one of my sons in the faith, and I'm so blessed to be able to speak into my life. And he speaks into mine and blesses me. You're going to so enjoy this episode. It's, it's so much fun and the revelation of how not to take a suitcase of the past with you into your future. God bless you all. Well, welcome to the pastor's table. Today we have with us again, Reverend Peter Tawango joining us at the pastor's table. And we've been discussing about the past mm -hmm. and about uh, little sins that try to creep in from our past and may keep us in bondage and everything from, well, all sorts of things, but particularly unforgiveness and how that can, someone did me wrong and I just can't let go and mm -hmm. how those things hold us back from moving forward in God and, and along the plan that He has for us. So we've been talking about that and at the end of the episode last time we were finishing off with um, 2 Corinthians chapter 7 and verse 1 and uh, we had spent some time uh, talking about chapter 6 and basically without repeating everything it's talking about how uh, what agreement has light with darkness and uh, the temple of God with idols and the answer is none. Right? Yeah. There's no agreement there. It's yes. oil and water. They don't mix. Right. And so God has promises that says to us, you know, I want to walk in you and dwell in you and, you know, be in your life and, and you to be my people and I will be your God. You know, I, you will be my sons and daughters. I will be a father to you. And so therefore come out from all of that other stuff, be separate from it. And so that he can be to us who he is to us. Mm -hmm. And then it says, therefore, since we have these promises, this is 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1, since we have these promises, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that contaminates and defiles body and spirit, and let's bring our consecration to completeness, mm -hmm. to fullness, to maturity, mm -hmm. but to do so in the fear of God. Mm -hmm. And as we know, the fear of God is not being afraid of God. No. It is a pure and holy respect for Him. And I can tell you as a, as a young man, um, I did not live with the fear of the Lord in mind. No. I, had the, I had the other fear of God uh, in, yeah, in yes. mind, like... You know, one of these days he's going to get a hold of me and then I'm really in trouble. Yeah, you're going to smite right? you. <laughs> but to, to live in the fear of God really simply just means in respect to Him. Mm -hmm. Yes. Everything that I do, I do thinking, what does God think about this? Mm -hmm. You know, how does He, does He approve of what I'm doing right now? Or what does He approve? What would He like me to be doing? Yes. Having that mindset, that motive of heart is living in the fear of God. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's that sort of mindset, that sort of heart motive, that keeps us away from sin. Yes. Right? The Bible yes. says, through the fear of the Lord, a man keeps, him, keeps himself free from sin. Mm -hmm. And so, it's really just having a, a respect for God in all that we do. And not just on the outside in our actions, but also it's really a, a condition of the heart. Yes. And uh, we can become men and women who are um, strong and holy and pure because we live our lives in respect of what God thinks of, of who we are, mm -hmm. who He's made us to be, and how we live our lives. Mm -hmm. Oh, amen, amen. It's um, it it gives us the ability to um, to be real with Him. Absolutely, to be absolutely real with Him. And um, again, I've said this before on the pastor's table, but God is the best reality show that you will ever have in your life. 
Um, he wants us to be real. Um, there's a scripture in, in Proverbs that talks about um, that basically bad stuff is going to happen to those who keep their sin to themselves, but yes. those those who um, uh, reveal their 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 shortcomings, their sin, um, God's going to show mercy to them. Mm -hmm. God's going to help them. And when you have that reverence and that awe for Him, that that's really what fear. Then when we're talking about the fear of the Lord, it's reverence and awe, like mm -hmm. an awe. He's awesome. That's what I mean by awe. You, you realize the awesomeness yes, of God, and, and you understand that that he, he he maintains that place in your life that he wants to be in, mm -hmm. where he is the high place in your life, where right, you, yeah. you're honoring him as opposed to those other things, those That's things right, from yeah. your past. That he is that high place in your life, mm -hmm, yes. and he has that proper place in your life where you can be going to him and talking with him and sharing everything. Because let, let's face it, right? He already knows everything that's going on Absolutely. in your life well, anyway. <laughs> so you might as well just be honest with him about it. Because yes, yes. Um, now I, this brings us to, a, to the idea that, you know, um, really a worldly view of God is that he's here to smite us. But that yes. just is not the truth in any way, shape, or form. Right. He... he has only love for us. And in true godly love, that includes like what we've been talking about, correction, encouragement, um, chastisement, all of those different things. But it's when it's done in love, you come out of it feeling empowered mm -hmm. and strengthened yeah. by Him. Because that's what the love of God does for you. Yes. Is that's what the love of... It, it, um, it propels you into what He has for you in your life so that you can leave those things behind mm. and just walk into Him. And that all of that happens when you have God in that right place and you have that fear of God. Amen. Amen. Do you know, uh, when, I, when we are talking on that area of uh, the fear of God, it reminds me of... Uh, in the second Corinthians, uh, Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, when the Bible says, If you are in Christ, mm -hmm. you are a new person. Yeah, the right. old has gone. Yeah. The old must go in mm. order for you to move forward. Yeah. And uh, I see uh, the book of Ephesians chapter 1, everything is about in him, yeah, in Christ. Right, yeah. In Christ. Mm -hmm. And maybe you read chapter, uh, verse 3, Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Sure, uh, Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3 uh, speaks of something that is very important specifically when you are born again and then you want to move forward you want to do the work of God mm -hmm. with sincerity and the Bible says blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In, in Christ, Christ just as he chose us in him Mm -hmm. before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame or blemish. Mm -hmm. That's right, yeah. Mm -hmm. So many of us, we don't see that, that when we are in Christ, the old must change, the old must go actually, mm -hmm. and then we have to move forward. Mm -hmm. And uh, people have a problem in uh, this area. They don't understand their identity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's why they don't know. And sometimes even when they read the Bible, specifically in the New Testament, and they connect with the, the Old Testament, they don't find uh, how they're supposed to be. Are they going to be like this? 
or like that. Still, there is a confusion because of the past, because right. we carry everything. And also, people people who go from one church to another church, they hear this, they hear that. So their mind and the, the concept of God is not really yeah. founded yeah. well. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of uh, issues that uh, have crept in specifically from the devil. Mm -hmm. And in order for us to go to do what God wants us to do, what we have to do is we have to understand our identity in Christ. That when we are in Christ, mm -hmm. the old must go mm -hmm. and the new must come. But we cling into what we know that is wrong. Maybe we don't know because the Bible says that without knowledge, people perish. perish. Yeah. So that is a one of the points because that's why Paul was preaching, I mean praying to the Ephesian church. Mm -hmm. He said, I pray that the eyes of your what? Your and heart you, may yeah. be... Uh -huh enlightened so that you'll be able to see the hope of mm -hmm. the glory of God. When the eyes of the believers, and if you are watching me, when God opens your eyes, spiritual eyes I'm talking about, you are going to see into what God has already prepared for you. Mm -hmm. And then from there, even though there'll be a problem, and most of, most of us, you know, simple, simple problems, they take us from the, the glory of God. It, it, you feel like you are not doing enough. Mm -hmm. But actually, when your eyes are open, you'll move forward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Uh, Sir, did you have something nope, specific? No. Nope, Philippians chapter 3 is another verse that talks about forgetting the past and moving forward, mm -hmm. right? Philippians chapter 3. Uh, let's start in verse 12 for a minute here. It says this, not that I have already attained this, yes. and, or, and it says, Amplified adds, this ideal, or have been, have already been made perfect. Mm -hmm. So he's talking about perfection here. Mm -hmm. He's talking about um, Christ-like character, mm -hmm. the, the fullness of the measure of the stature of Christ, yeah. as is said elsewhere in, in Ephesians, right? Not that I have already attained this or have been made perfect, but I press on to lay hold of and make my own that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me mm -hmm. and made me His own. Yeah. I do not consider, brethren, that I have captured and made it my own yet, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, mm -hmm. I press on toward the goal to win the prize mm -hmm. to which God in Christ Jesus is calling us upward. Oh, and he's talking yeah. very much about that same thing. Um, you know, I forget what was in my past and what mm -hmm. was behind. Mm -hmm. If it was sin, it's been forgiven. Yeah. If it was bondage or strongholds, I've been delivered. Yeah. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus, but I'm going to forget what's behind. Mm -hmm. Even all the good things I did on my own strength, mm -hmm. I'm going to forget all those things. Yeah. And I'm going to press to move forward in Him yeah. so that I can lay hold of the very things for which Christ Jesus laid hold of me. Mm -hmm. yes. And that's the thing. I mean... God was not just satisfied with um, leaving you as a forgiven sinner. No. And then you can just stay a sinner, but at least you're forgiven. Mm -hmm. And stay in that condition for the rest of your life until mm -hmm. you get to heaven and everything will be okay. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, some people <laughs> still have that kind of mentality. Mm -hmm. yes. But he wasn't just looking to forgive you as a sinner and leave you in that state. Mm -hmm. He was not, he, he did forgive you for everything, mm -hmm. but he laid a hold of you for a purpose and for a reason. Mm -hmm. And that purpose and reason is to look and behave and be, uh, exemplify the life of Jesus, mm -hmm. to have that character and that nature, to show forth the glory of what Jesus laid his life down on the cross for us to obtain. And so he laid a hold of us for that reason. 
And that should be the high calling that propels us forward mm -hmm. and causes us to reach forward to grab a hold of that. Mm -hmm. This is what Paul is saying here. I press towards this goal. Mm -hmm. This is what I'm doing. But he's not saying I'm taking all my bags with me as I go. <laughs> right? You try to run a race carrying you're all right. your equipment on your back and you're, gonna have, you're not going to get very far. So you got to lay, lay that aside <laughs> yeah, if you're going to run. <laughs> right? Now, you know, the other aspect of this, um, uh, did you have something, Pastor Peter? No, you continue, continue. Okay. So the other aspect of this is just like I was talking about in the last episode where God's dealing me with watching these videos on YouTube and, and Facebook and stuff like that, that you know what you're supposed to do and you have and you you're going towards what God wants you and you're you're um, submitting yourself to him, but you're going to there, there's gonna be times where things don't go quite right. Yes. And you need you need to repent and you need to continue on going and um, a scripture that came to mind as Pastor Jason was talking is in James 1, uh, verse 25. Um, but I think we'll start maybe in uh, 22. So why don't we start in James 1, 22. And um, I'll read from the Amplified. And it says, But be doers of the word, obey the message, and not mere listeners to it, betraying yourselves into deception by reasoning contrary to the truth. For if anyone only listens to the word without obeying it and being a doer of it, he is like a man who looks carefully at his own natural face in a mirror. For he thoughtfully observes himself and then goes off and promptly forgets what he is like. But here's the scripture that I want you to get. But he who looks carefully into the faultless law, the law of liberty, and is faithful to it and perseveres in looking into it, being not a, a heedless listener who forgets, but an active doer who obeys, he shall be blessed in his doing, his life of obedience. Notice that it doesn't say here that if you've made a mistake, that's it, you're done. There's no chance for you. Yes. What it's saying here is keep looking into that perfect law of liberty. Who's the perfect law of liberty? Jesus. Jesus. Jesus is the perfect law of liberty. And it says, and be faithful to it, persevering in looking to it. So when you notice that you've, you've made a mistake, you repent for it, and you keep going. You keep running that race like Pastor Jason was talking about. You keep going on because God has a purpose for you. He wants to get rid of this in your life. And as yes. you submit to him, each time it's going to get easier. Then it's going to just going to be gone out of your life. You keep going. You keep turning yourself back to him. You keep going back to your relationship with him. Mm -hmm. And he will work it out in your life. Yes. He will work it out in your life. I am living proof of that. I am a living testimony of that in my life. As I've made mistakes, I just keep turning back to Him and persevering in what I know is the truth of the Word of God, and it does a work in my life. You, you, when you're talking on that, I am reminded of David, King David. Mm -hmm. He sinned. Yeah. <laughs> and then when he sinned, he took somebody's wife, yeah. and right, died. Uh, mm -hmm. They made him to die, actually. Mm -hmm. And then uh, when a prophet, Nathan, yeah. came and reminded him if he was just to only think about that thing that he made mm -hmm. it was going to be a problem he will not be able to continue mm -hmm. but in the book of Psalm uh, when you read uh, chapter uh, chapter 51 verse uh, 10 you'll hear him talking he said create in me a clean heart 
O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Mm -hmm. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. And here is the juice part. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Yeah. And many people still don't have that joy of salvation. Mm -hmm. I feel when I'm talking about this, I feel like I want to jump just now. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> it, you, you forget about the past. Yeah. Yeah. And you enjoy the joy of salvation. Enjoy the presence of, uh, of God. The moment you come to God, open, um, you open your heart before God. Yeah. And then you say, God, cleanse me. Yeah. I want to forget the past. Yeah. I want to move forward. Yeah. And then from that moment, the joy of salvation will come into you. You enjoy, even though there are problems, you just look at this thing just like, no, I don't care about it because I'm going. <laughs> yeah. And then from there, you'll find yourself rejuvenated and yeah. God will move with you along and the power, the power of God will manifest in your life, the manifest presence of God. Yeah. This right. is what I want to just add on that. Thank you. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's good. Amen. That's awesome. You had mentioned that about running a race, right? Yeah. And it, it reminded me of Hebrews 12, mm -hmm. verses 1 and 2. And, I mean, there's others here that are really good, too, but we'll maybe stick to one and two for now. <laughs> and so, in, in Hebrews 12, 1, it says this, Therefore, then, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, referring to all those he was talking about in Hebrews 11, yeah. the heroes of faith, uh, let us strip off and throw aside every encumbrance or mm -hmm. unnecessary weight. Amen. That, and that sin which so readily or deftly and cleverly clings to and entangles us, so let's, let's strip off all that stuff. Let's yeah. throw that stuff off mm -hmm. and let us run with patient endurance mm -hmm. and steady and active persistence. And where are we running? The appointed course of the race that is set before us. Oh, hallelujah. Looking away, and then here, Amplified adds in, from all that will distract. Yeah. Looking away from all those distractions. But looking away to Jesus, who is the leader or the source of our faith and is also its finisher, the one who brings it to maturity and perfection. Mm -hmm. He, for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising and ignoring the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Mm -hmm. And so Jesus did exactly that same thing. Yeah. He, he threw off all that other stuff and what they were, you know, yes. he despised the shame of the cross. In other words, he made small of it. It's nothing. Mm -hmm. yes. You know, it wasn't like, oh, I don't like this. Despise means to make small yeah. and to consider it nothing. Yeah. Right. And he right. did that concerning the shame of the cross. There he is hey, hanging on the cross, and yet he was making small of the shame of it. There's, it's yeah. nothing to me. Yeah. But he could do that because he had the joy mm -hmm. set before him. He knew what it was that he was doing. He knew the prize that was ahead. Mm -hmm. He knew what would take place as a result of his sacrifice. He saw all of us getting born again mm. and coming into the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And so because of that joy, he could endure the cross. Yeah, yes. And so there are people that are going through difficult things. Like you said, there's, there might be things that are trying to trip them up and entangle them. But we can, we can throw that stuff off. We can, uh, that stuff that's a weight to us, we can cut that off. And with the joy of the Lord, we can run the race yes. that is set before us. Mm. Amen. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. That reminds me of Galatians 5, verse 1. It's, uh, it's talking about that mm. exactly what you were just describing, that Jesus um, not being concerned about the shame. And this is why. He says, stand fast, therefore. This is Galatians 5, verse 1. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. 
Yes. And, and get this, and be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. That's, that's the past. Those are those things, those high places mm -hmm. that we've been talking about. Jesus went to the cross and didn't, wasn't concerned about the shame in the cross because he knew that he was doing that to set us free, that we can walk in liberty. We can walk in the freedom that he bought for us on that cross, and we don't have to be entangled by that bondage mm -hmm. of our past anymore. It has no power or authority over yes. us unless we give it to him. Right unless now, we right. give it to him, right? And But we can walk in that truth that we don't have to... We, that baggage, we can let go. That suitcase that is sitting there saying, take me, take me, take me. No, I don't want you. <laughs> exactly. Say, no, I don't want you. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Be blessed, everyone. <laughs>